you can't spot a bottle fed. It's irrelevant. <laughs> Feed them fucking water from the tap. Who gives a fuck? You don't know. You don't know the difference. Yeah, I guess. I guess if uh, yeah, if you're predisposed to being violent or being a fuckhead, anything could tip it. Uh, tip the scales. If you, but if you're not, Grand Theft Auto is not going to make a difference. Um, hot tip. I don't know if you know humans, but it's pretty important that you're violent. Stay safe in this world. Welcome to your life. There's no turning back. Even while we sleep, we will find you acting on your best behavior. Turn your back on Mother Nature. Everybody wants to rule the world. Yeah, I just like, what the fuck is any of this shit, hey? <laughs> like, it's really what I was saying. It's like um, you're, you're in an abusive relationship. They're just ignoring you. And you just keep uh, trying to make small talk to this lady. Hey, where are we going to go on this day? And she just walks straight past you. And then an hour later, you bought her flowers. <laughs> then you buy roses. I'm like, when do you just accept your mediocre and just go, look, maybe I'll just get a, a normal job and just shut up. And then when the boss says something, I go, well, yeah, you must be right. Because look where I live. What the fuck would I know? You know what I mean? Yeah, how's how the how's the trades today? Oh, mate, well that's the thing. It's a hive of activity, hey, because it's got um, talents. Go- we finally that they it moved, uh, man, dude. Mind. I I watched it. I, I watched it twitch. I was watching it live. It gave a little death twitch. It it spasmed like no, someone no, had shot it that, in the man. fucking heads. It, it's in a it's in a trading hole. So it's like it's not the price is um, gonna. Go big. Oh, no, no. This was, like, you, this was last week I'm talking about when you and I were talking, yeah, chatting was, about that, it. That, that was a little bit of insider trading yeah. by whoever knew about the takeover. Yeah, very sneaky. I think what's basically happening is they're transferring out whalering assets to strike just before we go into production. So they've kept the stock at uh, fuck all mm-hmm. for two years to get a VAP, a real low, low VAP volume weighted average price. And then... Um, They'll probably be able to get it for, I reckon, maybe 22 and a half cents. And then you've got uh, Mongolia on top, which is currently valued at zero. So it will be very interesting because once they <laughs> remove our whalering and the other assets, then the $8 million in Mongolia, well, theoretically, it can't be free because then a homeless guy could walk in and just own it. Do you know what I mean? You could just go, I own Mongolia now. So the market, the market will be required. So wait, what's the, what, wait, what's the Mongolia one so I can look it up? Snow Leopard, but the, the, Snow the, Leopard. There will be Snow, Snow Leopard, Leopard resources. Is, is that it? Dude, you know I, I can't believe they name it like. Um, That's the coolest name I've heard, man. That's sick. What TMK. do you mean? It's so Snow embarrassing. <laughs> it's it's like um, nerds trying to be cool. It sounds like an influencer. Where yeah, we're out doing Snow Leopard. It sounds like <laughs> um, you know when some uh, chicks got like cheetah cheetah bedspread or those yeah. silk. They look like a leopard. And you're like, yeah, yeah, it's so fucking slick. Dude, you know they, the dude they have three snow like, leopards, man. They've got snow leopard, snow leopard two, and snow leopard three. Where's the, is, that, oh, that's, is that the name leopard. of the well that they're drilling in Mongolia? Snow leopard. They've named it. Yeah, which is elusive endangered species probably. So it's a good name. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can never spot it and it evades you the whole time, which... Um, but uh, look, it's in Mongolia, so they're 
they're all Genghis Khan. So, I mean, it's pretty much as soon as there's money on the table, they'll just overpower us and just take it by force and go, sorry, China's got it now. Is it normal Which for them hap- to name them the wells after animals? Is that a thing that they do? Or name it after um, whatever? It, it's sort of what happens when you, you're not creative and you're in finance and you're just uh, clutching at straws. <coughs> like these people are, it's left and right brain. They're like, snow leopard. Oh, that's so good. And I'm like, dude, you stammer when you do uh, investor updates. <laughs> do you know what I found weird? Is if you cannot do public speaking, in my opinion, you don't believe in yourself enough to be in management. Because I'm like, it just shows a, a vast uh, lack of self-worth and self-belief. Like you've got such low self-esteem when you stand in front of 20 people, your voice is stammering. I'm like, if you don't have not come to know yourself to go, you know what, fuck everyone, I'll talk how I want then how the fuck can you be in charge of 80 staff members when they see you do the Christmas presentation and they're like, were you lisping? (laughs) Hey, guys, how are you? Yeah, you know how I fired some people? Yeah, I've got this, I've got this. I'm like, dude, you don't even believe in your own brand. Your own soul hasn't invested in itself. And then people people listening to this will be like, no, man, we should get away with this. I think every CEO should have to do an hour presentation if they say one arm. They're fucking going back to the back office <laughs> because they don't believe in themselves. And then there'll be people listening right now in senior roles knowing deep down that their greatest fear is they have to present the quarterly results and have everyone looking at them in their fake suit with their fake personality, with their fake veneer because they they really know they're a bullshit artist, door-to-door salesman, that has just strong arms some weaker people into a senior role, in my opinion. <laughs> I don't know how it's so high up on the list of things that people are afraid of. Well, it, it, it's just fundamentally come to know yourself. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, th- I don't think, like, a lot of these CEOs are 60 and 70. If you have not got cynical and, you know, and got to the point where you go, I don't give a fuck what anyone says you have not even explored your life because I, by the time you're 60, you should be able to say a, a racial slur and go, well, it's where I came from. Right? <laughs> I'm not changing. And I go, dude, you said a racist thing. And you go, well, that's the way I was brought up. Fuck off. And you wander off with, you don't even have pants on. You're in the, the surf life-saving changing room. You've got your shiv, sh- shriveled little dick and you do it, you're wearing blackface, you, you say whatever you want, you go, drown the Jews, and they go, what did you say, Henry? Drown the fucking Jews, get me a coffee. And, they're like, Dude, you've... and then you, your grandson, you meet his new wife, the fiancé, you tell her you look like a complete slut and walk off to your car. You know it's the mean? reptile brain, man. It's uh, If you're facing one way and you've got 150 people facing the other way, the only thing that could possibly mean is that they are they, like they're going to kill you, sacrifice you. You're done. You've done something oh, fucking yeah, heinous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you've been cornered in the village. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then Your they, lies they have finally been found, found out. out that you've been you've been diddling some of the yeah. kids near the mother. <laughs> and you're like, oh no, they worked it out. I wasn't teaching them all to read. Yeah, you've hey, been. Oh, no, you've been jacking off into the grain supply, and someone caught you doing it in the middle of the night. You're about to get blood eagled for it. Dude, you know, because it happens a lot. People say old people are grumpy and I'm like, they're just self-aware <laughs> to the point of not playing around fake cunts. And they go like, oh, he's so rude. No one likes being around him. And I'm like, there are few people like being around him. It's all the fakies, <laughs> the fakey 180s that are trying to act sophisticated and going, oh, I've got a new Louis Vuitton bag. <laughs> and he goes, shut your mouth, you grub. 
Um, I would love to know what the other names for these wells are, man, you know? Uh, you know what they should call them all? Sinkholes. Call it sinkhole, sinkhole one, sinkhole two, or my kid's private school fund. That's what they should really be fucking called. Man, rug pull. You've got a ah lost drill for WGO with <laughs> just the wells. Yeah, wells yeah. just called. Oh, we've we've dropped the drill down the out, out of my debt. Out of my debt. <laughs> a complete scam. <laughs> hey, pay me. My, uh, you know, time to get paid. Yeah. Well, one pump. Well, two dump. Oh. Draining my salary from uh, retail. The retail, the retail, yeah, sinkhole. Man, it's, it's unbelievable because Talon's now going to do the takeover and um, Colby hastily in February changed the nature of his performance shares so they were vesting because he had fucked up on entry and he's going to walk away with about three, maybe over three mil, having just run, he's just done three capital raises Got and um, and then sold it at an absolute steal. <laughs> um, the, the thing for me is, I've thank God I've got uh, contracts for different. Oh, you've got CFDs and TPD. I le- yeah, I, I, I went in once I saw the insider trading at nineteen. I went in hard <laughs> with um, CFDs, so I'm I'm in there like a freight train, man. Leveraged up. These are fucking five X options, and I'm like fuck. So everyone else is going like, we're going to get ripped off. I'm like, 30 cents is incredible for me. <laughs> it's a bigger bag than I would have ever got because I'm 5 x in it. I'm like, take whatever. I'm anything it, from 18 cents to 30 is a clear way more than a double for me. So I'm like, fucking bring it, boys. Sell it cheap. Let's get the fucking move on to the next trade. I don't, I don't really care that the mums and dads have been ripped off. And then the best thing is like, if Strike gets it cheaply, they'll probably... They'll probably go marginally diluted and then Gina's going to have to come and get all that. She's going to have to pay for it as a synergized group with everything together. So I'll, I'll CFD into that at 40 cents and probably get an 80 to a dollar takeover on that. And um, I will have achieved more than that uh, sniveling little Colby could have done with actual gas. It's irrelevant. Just give me like a 1x and a 30, just give me 30% on talent. That's enough. On 5X Fold, I'm happy with it. This is going to be very similar to uh, WGO, even in even in pricing, right? Like it's it's sitting around oh. what WGO was sitting around uh, when we were, bef- like before that was taken over. It's basically what happened is I had no self-worth and I, I dated the two ugly sisters. Like they're all intertwined into the same Perth base. Strike was the b- cute blonde, right? The Strike was the cute blonde. She was she was flirty and fun. Yeah, she was the one and I thought, you know what, I'll, fat, uh, I'll, I'll fuck the uglier one, uh, the heavy set one. You that, thought that, like uh, and- a beautiful mind. You were in there, Russell Crowe, beautiful mind. I'm going to fuck the, I'll fuck two ugly ones. But in the middle of it, yeah. you realised, oh, no. I'm fucking two ugly ones. Even if I've, even if there's two of them, I've still, I've still ended up and you fucking know what I made two a, ugly ones. I, I made a and mistake. that cute blonde, she's, she's, she stopped texting. She's not calling back anymore. Dude, and you know what the worst thing is? I realised that the sisters, because it's what I always say. People always say, "Oh, pretty people are, are dumb," and I'm like, "So are most ugly people." Like uh, this is the the dichotomy of it all. They always think, "Oh, you're pretty and dumb." I'm like, almost everyone I meet's dumb. I'm like, there's no precursor on looks. And they go like, oh, she's hot. She must be stupid. I'm like, yeah. And 
Her ugly fat sister, stupid and ugly. <laughs> the worst of them all. If you think about it, man, that scene in A Beautiful Mind, uh, it, it's, it's... I don't even know. It's The Beautiful Mind, the one with Russell Crowe on the Yeah, Russell Crowe. And remember, they're at the bar and there's the, there's the hot blonde and she's with her friends. And Russell Crowe has, has like an autism, like a god, uh, autism sex god moment. And he's like, guys, we can't go after... Guys, we, we can't go after the blonde one. We have to all fuck her ugly friends. And then we all, we all oh, get like... And he had, do you remember, so the, do you remember sh- that? Nah, all I remember is that I'm muddling it up because in my head it's the one where that dickhead goes into the uni and solves two physics things on the board. That's Goodwill Hunting with Robin Williams. Oh, and, and in my head they're like, oh, he got credit for it, which is not what would happen in uni. The long-suffering professor would lie and say that he had done it <laughs> and then uh, fire the janitor. Yeah. The- as if he's going to say, oh, the janitor came up with it because you've probably only got good uh, one good mo- thing in your mind. Mm. It's sort of like what I was thinking of um, Einstein or all of them. Like, people have mentioned this, but you'd come up with a theory of relativity, mm. but then a week later, people would be like, well, what are you working on now? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> and he goes, oh, none of it's sticking together. It's the same with comedians. You have a good album, and they go like, that premise, pop-tart premise, unbelievable. What are you doing now? And I'm like, something about ramming a glass shard up my ass. And they're like, that's not funny. And he goes, oh, the, the champagne, the ego, I can't write anymore. I, I only had a beautiful mind for one hit. So if you get a janitor solving a physics, he's doing the theory of relativity. <laughs> what you do is sack him and say you wrote it and then just sue the fuck out of him for defamation <laughs> when he tells And then he goes, well, what else are you coming up with? I'm like, well, who else comes up with multiple ideas? You invent a steam train, that's all you're going to do. You're not fucking Pablo Picasso. You've, everyone's only got one good idea in them and then they should be thrown out. So in Beautiful Mind, it's, uh, it's a group of them at the bar and then they all go off to fuck the uh, uglier friends of the hot blonde girl. And then she's yeah. sad, right? But if you think about it, that's a, that's a really cruel thing to do because they always go out every weekend. And that's Russell Crowe's whole thing. He's, he's doing his fucking, uh, what, yeah. a, what, is it, uh, what is that fucking Tom Cruise movie? Minor- he's doing his minority yeah, report yeah, thing in his head where all the numbers are coming up and he's using the Fibonacci sequence to fuck the fat girl. Oh, yeah, dude. And he's... Is he, does he play the same character, the tough guy, that all the girls crave? But then when they actually live with him, he's just so detached and like, yeah, how's your day? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It seems so cool when you first meet them, but when you're actually on a trip with them, you're like, this guy sucks. That's <laughs> never honest. He's always masquerading in his masculinity. He plays Maximus again. He accuses the fat girl of killing his wife and child. He tries to fight her in the, in the, in the courtyard outside Dude, do you know the what the thing is? I'm so anti-icons. Like, I actively avoid a Russell Crowe or Hank's movie or Cruise. <laughs> I'm like, the fact I see them on the poster, I'm like, oh, it's an Einstein moment. This guy can't be. <laughs> I'm like, I don't want to see Tom Hanks or Russell as an, a, a, an academic. It was so unbelievable. <laughs> I know the guy can barely read. And I'm like, as if, oh, Gladiators now solving shit on a puzzle. I'm like, <laughs> fuck off. I'm not suspending my disbelief. The guy fucking uh, jacked off in the slave tents in Gladiator, whatever the fuck he does. But all those girls go out every weekend, right? And the hot blonde one is always the, the belle of the ball. She's getting picked up. Yeah. Her ugly fat friends, they're not going home with anyone. If you, if you throw Russell Crowe autistic sex nerd into the equation 
and she doesn't get picked up that night, but her ugly friends do. Man, she's going home to off herself. She's she's having a night. Yeah. That's a catastrophe. Their expectation is that Sally's going to get it blown the fuck out and they're not going home with anyone. And as soon as it doesn't go that way, Sally's self-esteem is very, it's paper thin. Dude, their, their, their self-esteem's always low anyway because so often you have that friend group and the, 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 the dodgier one holds court. They do all the jokes. They're pretty much providing the personality. You have the group hangouts. Do you know you have it with guys a lot mm. where the two are dating and then the, the guy's best friend who's pig ugly is pretty much right. the entertainment. He's providing and all they're of like, the intellect. And, and you know when they go away, all they can really do is have sex because they're like, there's nothing in common. The guy's vacuous. <laughs> but this guy is providing, filling in the blanks. You know, he's like the, the best friend, you know, friend zone category. Yeah. And, but you would feel that animosity because can you imagine sitting at the table, your friend, your ugly friend is just dominating with combo, <laughs> anecdote after anecdote. I'm like, this is uh, Johnny Carson live and your head's blank going like, fuck, do I mention the fact I'm on the keto diet? Do I mention the fact I've gone on the keto? And then, you know what I mean? And often a lot of the laughs from the, the friend are just, he's not even sure what's going on. He just knows he's getting closer and closer to sex. And he's like, we're having so much fun. Ha <laughs> ha, keep going, Jeff. Keep going. You're talking across the line. But I'm saying he would feel jealousy about that. The, the ugly guy the ugly guy, or the, or the attractive guy feel jealous? The attractive guy would feel so resentful because he would know that when he wakes up with her in the morning, that when he acts like, yeah, I just ordered a chart. No, I'm not feeling I'm, I'm going out into the shed. It's actually him umming and ahhing, like the CEO that's scared to do public speaking. He's actually afraid of exposing his personality to a human being. Mm. Do you know what I mean? He can only just do pounding and bicep curls <laughs> and ejaculation. <laughs> and he's actually trapped. It, it must be the scariest thing knowing that your, your own personality is a red flag <laughs> and you have to conceal it from other human beings to remain in relationship. But you can wander out. Man, you're out there with a group. You're, uh, you're outsourcing. You've you got a friend who's doing the fluffing for you. It's perfect. That's what you want. Dude, I always, I always see them. You see that couple and then they go on a holiday and they don't have their entertaining best friend. That's why the holidays are the true test of any relationship. That's where it all breaks down. It all, you need to... If, you've, if you have a group dynamic, you need to be taking... You can, see, no, but you can see them sitting at the buffet and you can tell you tell they're just reading books and they're not really chatting that much. And they're like, here we're at the monkey temple and you can see by their faces they haven't laughed in three days. You can feel it off everyone. You can tell when someone's like um, bored or not interested. Even Can you not tell in photos? Because I sit with comics and they're going crushing and I can tell by the body language from the audience whether they're bombing or killing. You don't even need the sound. I'm like, oh, bombing to 80 people, are you? They're like, another killer gig. And I'm like, I can tell by the slumped shoulders that no one's enjoying the show. I can see by that woman's face. You're bombing, dude. The holiday is a huge mistake. What, like, you don't have a nice, uh, you don't have a nice meal in the, in the dining room and then think, Tomorrow night, I'm going to try this bolognese in the bathroom. You know, you don't move. You, you, if it's going well, you don't adjust. Yeah. So, like, why, why have, if you've got a good thing going, the relationship, whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. don't, why, don't holiday. That's a horror. Change the background is a mistake, man. The background's integral. I've always sort of, I've always bought into that ideology. If you're actually living life well, you, you don't need a holiday. 
Holiday is an admission of defeat. It's an acceptance that you're not currently satisfied with any part of your life and you need a fucking break. How did that uh, rhetoric go over with the uh, with the ex? We don't need a holiday, I, love. It's <laughs> a mistake. What I try to explain to you, I'm saying if you were pursuing a dream or passion, you wouldn't need this. It's because you've given up. You know, now you think maybe a couple of buffets are going to cleanse your broken spirit. I'm doing podcasts. He's trying to talk a woman out of going on holiday with her. That's such a great move, man. It's such a good what? move. Love, we, no, we, the reason, we shouldn't go on holiday. The problem isn't that you need a break from your job. It's that you are inherently sort of a boring shit person. That's why I don't feel the need to go away. Well, that's what you explain to them. You say, you say to them, like, you don't need a holiday. You need to improve and get a better life. <laughs> You're obviously not enjoying your life. But you know what the biggest problem for me, which I love with, is the, the fallacy of money mm. and wealth and possessions. And we've spoken about it on the pod before. You can't upgrade your personality. Mm. So a boring cunt with $10 is still a boring cunt with $10 billion. So I'm like, they, they cannot buy their way into a good life because they're in a bad vehicle. You're in the Datsuns <laughs> of, of personalities. It doesn't matter that you've got an infinity pool. You're boring the fuck out of anyone that comes there, even the waiter that's helping, going, for fuck's sake, thank God he's paying me 100 bucks a minute or I wouldn't tolerate this cunt. And he knows it in his heart when he goes in his Lamborghini, goes, I cannot buy my way out of my own body. I cannot improve and upgrade. You can't upgrade your soul. And that's why I love it because money's irrelevant. And that's what I've come to realise. There are a lot of rich people, their events would suck. And they're on holidays. Oh, we're in the, the Greek islands. What, in the Greek islands, boring, boring the fuck out of foreigners? I'm like, what are you, on a, a world tour of boredom? You have nothing to say, cunt. You, yes, you have $3.8 billion, but got, you can't go back in time and get God to put you in a better body. You want to be in a Lamborghini of a soul, man. You've got poor people that are fun, and, and often that's why they're poor, because they don't need it. Because they're already satiated. They're dominating chats. They're the, the popular kid at school. Of course they only need to drive a truck because they rule. <laughs> Every day is a holiday. If you're, you're dumb or if you're decent. Dumb and fun. You though. have to strive for shit if you've got, if you've got a hole in your heart. Um, so Talon's, Talon's been on a halt since what, Wednesday, Thursday last week? Thursday? No, no, look, it went, it went in on um, Friday. Oh, Thursday, yeah, Friday morning it went in. Oh, I, I just the price the price hasn't moved since um, yeah, since Wednesday. It looks like it suspended. You know what I love about it though, like the the investors, um, there's people on the, the chat forums that are in the meeting. I hear some idiot on the forum. I've sent them biscuits to help clear their mind, <laughs> and then there's a guy <laughs> wait, wait, going, wait, wait, wait. Well, on a fucking hot copper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a guy on there that goes, I sent them some Florentines and said. Hey, hopefully add some sustenance to, while you mull over this decision or some shit. Then there's another hot copper user that takes a photo of the biscuits and says the, the MD thanks you for the biscuits. I'm like, the guy's, the guy's a retail investor that's still engaging with plebs on a chat forum <laughs> and he's actually involved in the meeting. It's so fucking <laughs> suspect. I'm like, if I was MD and I found out that there's a, an idiot that's on hot copper in the meeting. I'll be like, which one of you fuckheads took a photo of the biscuit? I'm like, what are you doing engaging with the peasants? You silly fuck. Looking for anecdotes? Always wait until Monday. 
And because he's got the photos of the biscuits, you know he knows what's going on. You'll be surprised on Monday. I'm like, look at him. He's, he's actually big noting himself with nobodies. Such a pathetic man. And man, how, how is ASIC not investigating that? That's insane. ASIC, ASIC, man, I don't even know if ASIC's real. I think it's just, uh, <laughs> I think it's a, just a, a voice recorded message. <laughs> I, they say Toothless Tiger. I wouldn't be surprised if it's basically just uh, Indian call centre. Just fielding <laughs> complaints. I don't even just think man, yeah, just it. a robot caller, like randomly dialing numbers and then threatening whoever's. That's I think that's about as effective as what they're currently doing. You know, just the the ran, a random call you answer and it's some guy who's like it, like one of those uh, iTunes gift card scams. Yeah, they're yeah, like, hey, yeah. have, have you been trading recently? And you're like, oh yeah, I have some shares. And yeah. it's like, well, you're getting yeah, fucking investigated. Oh <laughs> Dude, it just just leaving recordings in the void. It's, um, it's what I used to do with those neighbours in London that got angry. Just keep telling them, I know, it's horrific. Try living here. And they go, dude, it's been up for five days. Are you guys on meth? I'm like, I know, it's a dangerous drug. I'm like, I live inside this. I said, I feel for you. I cry myself to sleep. We're trapped in a nightmare. Give me a hug. How do we fix this? And you go, don't you own the house? I'm like, it sucks so much noise and parties. And then they literally do not know what to say when you just agree with them. You go, hey, I think there's been insider trading on talent on Nova- on the, the day when that 19 cent pop happened. And ASIC's like, we agree. What can we do about it? These scoundrels are getting away with murder. And they go like, I know. And I go, we deserve a better life. We all deserve a holiday. An all-expensive holiday. Dude, the holidays, hey, can you, um, you know, the, most people just enjoy the planning, hey, of the holiday, that's it. Because they, they forget one crucial fact that they've overlooked. Is that you're yourself on holiday still. That they, they will be attending exactly. your holiday. That's yeah. the only thing they haven't planned. It's because they go in and we get the train and with the, the cyborg train and this is there. We can go see where the nuclear bomb went off in Japan. The only factor that they didn't put on their chalkboard is a picture of themselves. And then they go, they'd throw up in a dustbin and go, oh, oh, me there, me there, I'm everywhere. There's no holiday except for hanging myself in the fucking cupboard. Do you know what I mean? It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, dude. These, dude, these I, um, people are, man, like this guy, this guy called, is, is it the MD? Is, is that Colby? Is Colby the MD? Colby, Colby. Colby. He's going to get a 3.5 mil payout. And you know what he's going to do? He need, he he better spend that all on holidays, keeping on the move, because no one would want to be around them in good sense for more than an hour. He should be on an ongoing Kentucky tour, <laughs> hanging around foreigners and strangers, boring the fuck about them, how he'd made so much money with Snow <laughs> Leopard 9. Snow Leopard 9. These, uh, yeah, these, this guy's posting. He, I spoke to Colby last night on the phone. He had a chat oh, with mate. me. He said we're all good. There's more, there's more cash than the uh, than STXs inferring that there is. Oh my god! <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's, he's just talking taking, to. He's taking calls, man. He's at home. Like, yeah, I'll uh, I'll answer the phone. You know what, you- dude? I'm I'm screening my own family. You know, like my family's oh, calling up, and I'm like, oh. 
I'll chat to you tomorrow. But the, this guy, he's getting calls from hot copy. I call, it's calls from school where they say your son's needed <laughs> your son. and it's gone to voice back. <laughs> I'm like, I'm getting a coffee. I'll deal with it later. <laughs> I'm focusing on, it's me time. It's daddy time. I had my boy today. I dropped him off. He's limping. And he was like, I thought he was joking because he's got a sense of humor and he does silly shit. And then I was like, are you actually limping properly? And then eventually... I was like, fuck, I should really take him to the doctor. But I ended up just carrying him to the classroom and <laughs> dumping him in there. And going, keep an eye out. He's limping. I think he's injured his foot. But you just keep him on the carpet because daddy needs to go get a coffee. I don't need. I've had him all weekend. It's your fucking problem. You government pay. You know, I pay. They're my taxes. I want to get my money back. You go and fucking clap for him with the drum. Or whatever the fuck you have to do with these kids. Build their brain up. We do rhythm. Rhythm lesson. <laughs> Dude, do you know what the thing is? None of the outcome, all these masquerading around with raising kids, like they have to have this period, they have to learn anything, but it all ends up the same outcome. And we've spoken about it on the pot. It doesn't matter if you play Grand Theft Auto at five. They still come out the same. Yeah. My son's on Grand Theft Auto. Whatever. Do you know what I mean? I, I, don't, see any, I don't see any material difference. It's the same thing with uh, the idea that I had in that premise, breast milk or bottle feed. You never actually, you can't spot a bottle fed. It's irrelevant. <laughs> Feed them fucking water from the tap. Who gives a fuck? You don't know. You don't know the difference. Yeah, I guess you? I guess if uh, yeah, if you're predisposed to being violent or being a fuckhead, then, you know, anything could tip it, uh, tip the scales. Like it, it could, but, oh, if you, but if you're not, Grand Theft Auto is not going to make a difference. Um, hot tip. I don't know if you know humans, but it's pretty important that you're violent. Stay safe in this world. <laughs> These people are scumbags. You need to know how to king hit Colby in the back of the head because he's ripped you off with snow leopard. What, are you going to be a pussy? You need to see him and, and see him at Subiaco Hotel and glass him because he's fuck. And then he's then when he goes on his holiday and he's got 3.5 million, guess what? It cost you 500 grand to get your face reconstructed <laughs> by a surgeon. <laughs> Because I glassed you at Subiaco. Didn't factor that in, did you, dickhead? Guess you're not getting the pool house because Wolf stabbed you. It's like those people who they don't drink, they don't do drugs, not, they're all good their whole life. And then in their late 20s, they are like in a park one day and someone's like, do you want to buy some heroin? And they're like, maybe I will. Maybe I'll do it. And then everything's yeah. fucked from then on. It's like a, it's the it's the switch flip, you know? Yeah, yeah. There are moments like that for everyone. If you've got the switch in your head, man, like you can fall over and the switch can be flipped. Like any any knock to the head, any any light trauma, just a being rear-ended in the car, shakes your brain around and suddenly you're, you're a fucking alcoholic. Yeah, man. You know what the thing is? Because I have it. You want that trigger. It's like when Roseanne got funny, when she got hit by a vehicle. <laughs> and I'm like, there's blocks for me on stage. And I'm like, maybe I need someone to bash me in the back of the head and just turn <laughs> off that last switch so that I can have stream of consciousness up there rather than just going, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck, you suck. Lobotomies are out the window. Like, they're definitely not an accepted form of treatment anymore. But they weren't ineffective. Ineffective. They weren't ineffective. They just did too much. Oh, dude. Maybe there's a maybe there's a smaller amount of lobotomy that you can do that is actually pretty good. Dude, I, th <laughs> I think that as well, hey, because it's sort of like what they what they do with meds. I'm like, they just turn off your your indicators, mm. so your your pet your your fuel gauge is running hot, 
which is either like a mental health issue or your back's bad, and mm. they just put an opioid in there to turn the light off. Yeah. So it just keeps burning. And I'm like, in a way, I wish that they could just peg me in the head and get rid of um, my risk center. So I was just had no risk, no aversion to risk. I couldn't feel pain. And basically like a meth head. And people are like, holy fuck, Wolf's just left that. He left a party. He just jumped out the window. <laughs> couldn't give a shit. He landed on a tree. He fucking made it. You just live like a lucky Eddie life. I went all in on me. So you, you just get, you know, everything. You're like, I need some money. You rob a bank. You put a box on your head, you rob a bank. No one's expecting it. I'm just saying, like, I would rather go out in a blaze of glory where they're like, motherfucker, that guy literally, he, I don't know what he was doing. He's coming home with his kids. There was a, a his brake light wasn't working. He ended up in a high-speed pursuit with the police. Do you, know? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, everything escalates. Because I feel like I see that dad at the kids' soccer and he's quite wealthy and he's just a door-to-door salesman mm. that's in a suit, you know, that, that went into an office and achieved stuff. But I'm like, he basically has no awareness of his mediocrity or risk profile. Mm. And I'm like, there are a lot of successful people have, have just have centres of their brain that would make you think the rational choice and you're just not aware of it. You're just like, you're just wandering through traffic. Yeah, it's, that, it's that fake confidence where you everyone else has to sort of get on board with it. Otherwise you are like questioning reality itself. If the guy's Dude, walking around I, being like, yeah, man, things going pretty good out with the boys, made some money, fucking yeah, good yeah. day. It's, it's difficult to pull them up and say, man, it's not a good day, dude. It's a bad life. You're no, and and that, that, that's why, that's why I reckon that moment of when you're addressing staff in the staff room and you hear your voice faltering, is the only indicator that the guy's in out of debt. He's in, in deep water because at all other things, you're like, we make money, we do that. But when he's surrounded by 80 people and the truth is viscerally aware to everyone, he starts to stammer. What it comes down to is it's you're overpowered. Like you can't, yeah. you're in a situation where it's, it's you and then there's a group of other people, 20, 40, 80, whatever, like they could kick you to death. Dude, and, but you also have this out-of-body experience where you suddenly – even through your delusions of grandeur, you suddenly think like, how the fuck am I driving snow leopard? I don't know what the fuck's going on. I remember doing finance second year. I couldn't even do derivatives. I remember that Chinese girl explaining it to me. I just still don't really get it. I still don't know the difference. There's there and they are. I can't fucking work it out. I've lied and said it's dyslexia, but I've never been able to grasp if it's they are or there, you know, I often switch it up, but I'm in there going, trust me, Mongolia, it's a great political climate, no sovereign risk. It's an excellent investment. Have you seen anyone have a really bad time giving a, uh, like addressing a, a, a workplace? Like really fucking oh, one up? of the, one of the great ones I saw was um, a compliance expert come in just dripping in sweat. And it's one thing I thought, oh my God, he, he was just, his shirt was wet. And then it was so funny because subsequently in my life, I got thwarted by the same thing. And I, I've tried to work out whether it's an allergic to alcohol, <laughs> but I think it might just be me having a panic attack. People are like, it, my body doesn't really want to be in front of that group. And I'm like, I've got sweat running down my eyes. But I remember seeing him slowly losing momentum in a compliance thing, almost to the point where the speech just petered out. 
And we're like, anyway, so that's a break. We'll be back after a short recess. And I was like, I don't think he finished his slideshow. He got halfway down a page and then sort of said, anyway, so there's a lot to think about, a lot to cover. Um, see you. And, and he, he just wandered off and to go and wring his shirt out in the sink. And it wasn't even a hot day. And I just remember the sweat dripping to the floor as he said, Sarbanes-Oxley invented in 1974 after the great scandal. Blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and, and there were points where you could tell, the, the, my best bit is when no one's listening, even he's out of body. He's just saying words. We're not listening. I'm daydreaming going, when did I leave my wife? <laughs> Someone else is looking out the window. And he's actually just going, Sarbanes-Oxley, 3.774. It was invented to, uh, after the banking crisis of Mongolia, after Snow Leopard fell away. But, um, yeah, man, I've seen people bottle it. I've seen, I, I hear the fault and I latch onto it, man. Once I've heard a little stammer in your voice, I know you've got them. Oh, yeah, it's time to start asking questions. <laughs> then you've got them and then you get in the questions and go, it was interesting, hey. Obviously, you're quite vague during your speech. I'd like to make two links of associated ideas and really see and put you on the ropes and see if I can knock you out, making you actually be present. But um, you can always tell as well, man, like no one's listening. Whenever you get cheap laughs, no one's listening. Speeches, weddings, if you're getting an easy laugh, it's relieving tension. The tension is coming from the fact no one wants to be there. No one's engaged. Someone makes a fart saying under their armpit. The reason everyone's hysterically laughing because it's the truth. What are we doing here? If it's a work conference or whatever, you you have to be really fucking up because most people, and you've been in this situation yourself, like you sit there and some guy's talking and you don't give a shit. Like you don't care what he says. No, you couldn't give a shit. Until, he's, until uh, it starts impacting you or you really, so, you know, you... you like glob onto something that doesn't make sense or seems completely wrong. Until that point, they, they could just say anything. Just blah, blah, blah. You, and no, you let it go. You, this is how I would start all speeches as CEO. Redundancies. Anyway, now that I've got your attention, <laughs> we need to talk about cleaning up the fucking staff room, right? <laughs> okay, guys, look, I've got some good news and bad news. I'll start with the bad news. Redundancies. And then you hear the gasp and go, anyway... Just fucking, you know, just constantly threaten their, their safety, which was what Rick Hart said to me. He said, he goes, look, none of these cunts can laugh because I pay their mortgage and they're shit scared, these little shepherds. He goes, they sit there and he goes, these fucking losers. He actually said cunts. None of these cunts would dare laugh because I pay their mortgage and private school fees. So they're fucking, they, they just look over to me and they'll do what I say. And I respected that. Because he knew that they were just, he was moving sheep around a paddock. He didn't actually give them personalities or even names, really. They were just employee numbers. 50. I, you know, how many staff do you have? About 50 of them. I could, didn't do a full head count. We had a lot of that fluffy hair, that bald one, <laughs> the dumb one, the slut. I had one after work on a Friday and the owner wants to, uh, like, I think we're moving offices and he wants to talk, like, do a year, end of year wrap up. And halfway through, man, he just started leaking and telling everyone 
like how much revenue the company had made over the past year, almost bragging. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, man, you braggadocious. But you shouldn't be saying any of this. Like, you didn't mean to start talking about like revenue and profit margins because we all know how much we're getting paid. And I, I'm looking around the room thinking, oh, well, you could probably afford to up uh, up everyone's payroll by like fifty percent, man. What? Shut the fuck you up. You never let the under, never let the underlings see the bag. Hey, you can't you fucking eat. Absolutely, dude. You're always going like, oh yeah. Look, it's been a tough one, but we've made tough it time. through, and you've all helped. Pol-. Not like, hey guys, thank you so much for all your hard work this year. We cleared one point four million profit. It's been a great quarter. Like, what the fuck, dude? Dude, and they, uh, you'd be lying the whole time, making excuses. Look, we have to upgrade the systems. And obviously we locked in the price with Santos and they go, hasn't oil gas prices tripled? No, no, no. We made a, a fuck up. We're really on the knife <laughs> yeah, edge. Yeah. And they'll be like, look, and the, the whole accounting system's got to be overhauled. We've had fucking big problems. Look, guys, we're going to do our best to keep everyone in a job, but we are stressed. <laughs> Not like there's 10 employees. This guy's saying, yeah, we cleared 1.4 mil. That's, uh, that's after after expenses as well. I'm looking around going, well, that, man, we should be on 140 grand each, you fucking scoundrel. What the, what's going on? You know why you didn't do it? Because you you had you have a risk, uh, risk function. He's not aware of risk, so he's risking all your lives, taking reckless moves in Snow Leopard. He's entitled to all the bag because <laughs> he's the crazy cunt driving the Lamborghini off the cliff. You're just not aware because you're all in the boot. And this is what I'm saying. You're not entitled to anything more than biscuits and a, a menial wage unless you're actually running up the street with a shotgun being crazy. But you know what the thing is? What I want is if I had a, a business is get it more like the SAS. Do you know it's immediately when you get in there, you don't have an identity anymore. You mm. become cor- uh, corporal or AA43, like a prison number. Mm. And then it'd be amazing. Don't you think it'd be great when you do like a group message? Great news, guys. A177 is engaged. You know what I mean? Like you, you don't even, you don't personalize them. And then when they come to fire them, you're like, oh, we lost A117 to A1194. And they go, how many is that? Who cares? We've lost the A's. That's all you need to know. We're on B's now. We've got B's. But you know what I mean? Then no one, in, no one invests in the people. And then you can be cutthroat because you can, you can sell out your colleague because it's not Sheila, it's A117. That fucking fucked the project. You want to do it like you want to do it like ancient Rome, right? Every every owner, managing director, whatever, pushing to have people working in the office. Uh, that's it's a huge mistake. What you want is to divide, conquer. You want to send your own team members out to like. Ideally, you'd have they'd all have their own individual offices, just a fucking room in a different building yeah. somewhere. No one ever meets. It's all uh, it's all screen names, uh, randomly oh, yeah. generated. Everyone's got nicknames, so that none of your subordinates can mutiny against you, rise up. You know oh, what dude. I mean? There's no collective bargaining. There's no agreement. You shut everyone. You don't down. want that mutiny, and that's why, like, they do undercover boss, and I'm like, that should be happening all the time. You should have fake employees coming in, like mystery shoppers, working yeah. out the true dynamic and go, this lady, this guy sucks, this boss. But I'm like, it shouldn't just be uh, the CEO in a wig. Dude, hell yeah, dude. It should be some Spies. guy who's been working there for eight months and you set it up so one day he he makes a, he makes a mistake on the PowerPoint yeah, and it's, yeah. a small, it's just a small thing, but then the CEO gets to blow up and be like, guess what, you're fucking fired. I'm sick of you. Greg, oh, get dude. the fuck out of here. Greg's 
he's dragged out by security. People are horrified. Oh, but get, but Dennis, the boss, seemed like such a nice guy. And then he, and then, and then Dennis had the security come in. They dragged him away. And and get, Greg, Greg, does, Greg can't afford. He's got two kids. He was telling me about him as he's getting a divorce, and now he's fucked. And then you would know like that person couldn't be management. You'd have stuff like you have time nice meals put in the fridge, and then you film to see who steals it. And they go into senior management. You're like, that, he's got what we need. That guy that keeps stealing. Do you know what I mean? You monitor, you set up little traps where, you know, ASIC contacts lower, lower individuals and they lie their way out of it. And you go, it's time for you to come on the board. You're yeah, a brilliant mind. At least 15% of your payroll should be fake staff who you... Spies throughout. Yeah, man, uh, that you've set up to be play scapegoat, to take falls, just Imagine that, and it would be like, it's like the firm where Tom Hanks runs on the street. You run out into the street and they go away from the surveillance and go, I don't know what I need. I just, I like you so much. I just want to let you know I'm an actor. I've been paid. I don't, I don't actually work here. <laughs> And I go like, their camera's watching everywhere. Please check your behaviour. You're under watch. I've fallen in love with you. But I'm an actor. I'm a paid spy. I'm not payroll. I'm in here to get see Susie, see if Susie's been thieving. But I would definitely have witness, uh, silent witnesses throughout. You know what I mean? Like little spies. Well, imagine, man. You. Imagine some guy, uh, some guy quits. It's his, uh, he says he's retiring. It's his last day. And then on that last day, after everyone's had the cake, uh, uh, you, you find his office door is, is closed, it won't open. You finally force it open. He's slumped over, man. He's hung himself in the office. He's blocking the deal. No one's quitting after that. They're like, oh. Oh, dude, unbelievable. And you know, what, you know what you need to do? You manufacture their whole life. So they eventually realise, yeah, your wives have all been hired by Rio Tinto. <laughs> what do you think? You think you had a real family? I'm like, everything's been manufactured. They're staff. And they go, you know what, I've got to leave this job. And you, you're actually going to talk to your wife. She's a Rio Tinto employee. Hell yeah, Because you're senior management. She's on the payroll. She's going, no, don't risk it. We've got the mortgage. You've just got to give them another few years. They're a good bunch. I think he's, I trust them. I trust them. And then suddenly you wake up. And it's all exposed. You're like, what the fuck? Even from the grad program, I'm like, yes, that woman that you met at the bar, she's with Rio Tinto. Everyone's with Rio Tinto. You have no life. It was so strange. I just didn't put it together. But now that I think about it, every time I did well, like every time I made a sale, I'd go out that night, I'd get laid, you know? Every time oh, I, mate. I, I, if, if things were going well, I'd get blowjobs at home. If my, when, I was, when I was having a tough time, my work performance wasn't great, my wife, she threatened to leave me. It's, uh, oh, it was dude, all related. So and he goes, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. Yeah, it's tough times and you've had to take a pay cut. But I'm proud of you for doing the right thing. <laughs> and this is your wife. And then, and then you strip it apart. Imagine your whole life's like that. Your dad is Rio Tinto employee. <laughs> it's all been fucking set up from the beginning. You're like, what do you mean? Even my parents? Your parents were high executives from Rio Tinto. <laughs> yeah. Your mother your mother was a surrogate mother for Rio Tinto. <laughs> we're not even related. And like, you do Ancestry.com. I'm not related to anyone. I'm like, yeah, dude. You've been working for Rio from the moment. That first <laughs> breast milk was Rio Tinto milk. And you're like, my granddad's not real. Your granddad's a photograph. That's an ex-Rio Tinto. We cut costs. He's not even real. That's a digitally altered image. I'm like, Jesus Christ. The dogs, 
have even that your pet dog was from Rio Tinto. <laughs> it's trained. It's trained to encourage certain behaviour from certain yeah, yeah. people. And you go, look, as a young boy, you were stolen from your family because you had an high, high intellect and aptitude and you were taken into the Rio Tinto <laughs> fucking thought, thought school. And you're like, so I have no life. And then they go, I want to find my real family and go, your real family's dead, you fucking dumb cunt. We're a big corporation. We drowned them at birth. Your mum was drowned shortly after birth and you were taken into the real You have nothing. I'd love if your whole world stripped back. Every memory, every friend was a multinational company. There was nothing real. The just, teacher, Just because the you were good at... Like planning and executing pipeline construction. Like, He's the best we've and got. We can never let him go. <laughs> we can't let a guy like He was growing in a tube specifically to plan pipeline construction. <laughs> oh, dude, and the best. So you eventually stumble on it. Someone runs on the street, tells you, look, I, I'm an actor. I just didn't know how to tell you it. And then you threaten to leave and then, well, you lose everything. Yeah. Even your goddamn son's on the payroll. It's a bit like leaving Scientology. Yeah. You're like, I'll yeah. lose my soul, mate. <laughs> And you go, what soulmate? That's a fringe benefit. We've been getting tax deduction on that, you stupid bastard. No one loves you. Just get back in the cubicle and keep pumping oil out of the ground. Oh man, just finally, like after after months of uh, of breaking down, like mental breakdown, anguish. Uh, you're freaking out. You're screaming at people in the street. You almost shoot yourself. And then one Monday morning. The bosses looking out over the the cubicle farm, and then you walk head down, shoulders slumped, back to back to work. And he comes out, he's like, "Greg, oh. you're back." And he's like, "Hi, hey, hey, Dennis. <laughs> yeah, I just wanna, I just wanna go back to the way it was. <laughs> Anything to go back to the way it was. I want my kids back, Dennis. I want my kids back. I love Rio Tinto, mate. It's no problem. It's good to see you've come to your senses. <laughs> you made the right decision." <laughs> You're, it's all good now. Hush, my boy. And you rock him in your arms and go, yeah. it's all coming back. It's all coming back. Just keep it quiet. The door's open and your your two kids, Rio and Tinto, run in and they hug your legs. Dude, <laughs> dude and your, your employer's there, don't worry, Jeff. It's all coming back as he slowly strangles you and go, we can't take a risk like that. <laughs> we can't take a risk like that. You feel yourself getting rocked and then slowly it gets tighter and tighter around your neck. <laughs> you're, you're disposed of. And you, you wake up, you're right? Yeah, that happens. You think, I'm dying, this is it. But you open your eyes one more time and you've just fallen asleep in your cubicle. And you think, oh, oh it was a nightmare. It's okay. It was all a nightmare. And and Dennis acts like nothing ever happened, but it wasn't a nightmare. It was, <laughs> You were drugged and you were put back in your cubicle so you could continue planning that pipeline construction. It's not actually that far off the truth, right? It's really not that far because... No. The plant, the only difference is it's society and people's need to fit in in a group. So your parents, your family are so obedient to being the social standing and making sure that you you fit in that they do actually act like these gatekeepers. Mm. The way they tell you, don't do that, try, you know that, that how they try to homogenise you so you have a safer life. Mm. Your parents actually go above and beyond to file off the sharp edges to lobotomise you to give you a smoother run because they are obedient. They've realised that they have to, have to bend the knee to the man. So the truth is when you do go talk to your sister, 
She says, why do you have to be so difficult? Mm. Just get on it. It's not that hard. You get a job. You pay down the mortgage. It's not that hard, yeah. Andrew. Why is everything so hard with you? You're at family dinner and you're telling your parents, oh, I don't know. I've not been too great recently, to be honest with you. I'm feeling like my, my mental health is not, is not good. I've just been quite sad. I'm thinking about quitting the job. And your dad's like, but it's, it's PricewaterhouseCoopers, though. Oh, you dude, that's what stay. I'm saying to you. It's PWC. That's, a, that's one of the big four. That's what I'm saying to you. It's not that far off because mm. they've bought into it. And then when you sort of come off the matrix, they've got to just give you SSRIs, antidepressants, hook you back into the wiring. <laughs> yeah. It's basically uh, an epiphany. The moment you start to go get dissociative thoughts, you're actually, your VR headset starting to glitch. Yeah. Go, go, go. And then they're like, Take these meds, and that's basically a way of patching up the wiring. You put some tape around so you still get the feed. <laughs> and then they go like, we've got meds for that. We've worked out there's a blue pill that pulls you back into the matrix. And that's why, the as we've always said, the crazy people on the street are the only guys without the <laughs> VR headsets in. They're loving and living large. So what? So what's TPD going to do when it... When the Holtz. Can you check the shares? Can you see what Hazar HZR is right now? What price is it? 64. How much? 64 cents. It's up 20% today. That's good because I I had to, I dropped 30 grand in at 60 before this pod, but because I've got this fucking phone streaming for this podcast to 12 people, I haven't been able to check the price. (laughs) So it's good to see that it's gone up. I've just, I've been right, I've been driving blind with not much on it, but 30 grand. I took an entry in there. So it's good to see. I've made money. Well, it's a shame that I can't look at the shares. It's doing well, I'm doing. Well, what else do you need to look up? I'll I'll, I'll have have them going at the same time. I'll let you know if there's a huge dip. um, What's me so, what's me so at? Because I've been slowly unwinding that because I got a bit, uh, Jumpy about the quarterly. It's at probably one sixteen. One sixteen is exactly right. It's at one sixteen. Oh, dude, it's looking flaky. Hey, they did their quarterly update, and there's no update of the inspection. There's meant to be a um, impact in inspection report coming out, and that in the quarterly they they left it at the old info and said we continue to have dialogue with the FDA, and I'm like. This is reading like a fucking rejection, dude. <laughs> so I lowered my position today. I'm like. I, I, my gut's telling me, but my gut is always wrong. That's what I've realised. I've got a Costanza this world. It's Wednesday. If I think it's a bad... Right, when the second. Yeah, but, but I'm saying if my gut's telling me it's a bad investment, it's a good investment. You, yeah, you should be going against whatever you If my gut tells me I shouldn't take that job, I should take that mm. job. If my gut tells me don't get in the back of the van with this strange <laughs> man, I should jump in. It is Elon Musk and I'm going to get rich. Do you know what I mean? I should, don't bang that girl. She's got herpes. She could kill you. I think she has HIV. I should bang her. You never know what's going to come out of it because I want to improve my life by doing the opposite. Do you think? Man, it's a good plan. I don't know how it could go wrong. Um, well, dude, did you know what the thing, uh, it was a, a billionaire or someone talking about it and he, he goes, you eventually reach the point where you, you have to be aware that your brain is not smart enough to, to map outcomes. And once you realise that you're actually unaware of probability and it's impossible for you to know if it's good or bad, you just follow your heart and um, it will just sort of find its way through. It was Ma- McAvee. It was McAvee. McAvee said... Oh, wait, wait, McAvee. Who's McAvee? 
the security system on computers, the viral, the virus. Oh, McAfee, McAfee. McAfee. McAfee said that what he learned at a young age was that his brain is faulty and just ignore it all because it's actually incapable. You just follow your heart and what you want to bang and who you want to kill. And then he goes, don't think of any logic. The FBI, CIA, ASIC, you're too dumb to even manage it. Just keep trying to get what you want. And he just short-circuited his logic and realised it was like Logitech. He, he ra- basically ran an antivirus in his own brain and realised the formatting's too weak to make process decisions. So he just went to random thoughts. And then I've started doing that and my life's improved a lot. So you think, okay, Hazir, they've done a cap raising, the heat exchange is going to fail. And you're like, but I also want a Lamborghini. So let me just drop 30 grand in and then once I get the talent money, I'll put the whole lot in with a seat contract for difference. It doesn't make logical sense, but also what does? I want a Porsche. I'm just going to fucking do ridiculous moves <laughs> with no thought. Why even bother thinking? It's what I was saying to everyone else giving me advice now. I'm like, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you've never given me any good advice. Uh, there's nothing in my life that's good. There's nothing I can point to that you helped to give me with your advice. So just fuck off and stop talking to me. And they're like, I want to I want to chat about what your plan is for your demerit points. I don't care. I don't have anything in my world that's come off talking to you guys, so you're not valuable anymore. Sorry. <laughs> so what are what are we expecting TPD to do? Uh, like, what's the so so? What got an offer for t- takeover is from? Well, I think Stripe? I think if it, if it, if this is what I would bet. So we'll see. This is me applying my McAfee logic. Mm-hmm. So it's a total futile exercise because we've established that I have a virus in me that's uh, suspending my, my choices. But I would say that they will do a share, they will issue strike shares for Talon to get Whalering, Condor and the other tech and they will probably try to do it at 22 and a half cents and then Mongolia on top's worth about six. So it push hopefully on open should push the stock to around 27, 28 cents on open. Mm-hmm. If we're lucky, but Colby's a little bitch. If we were lucky, <laughs> we could probably get 25 cents for it. But a weak man like that, that's got his performance shares on the line, will take the bag cheaply because three mil, three and a half mil, yeah, none of it's going to none of it's going to fix his personality. Yeah. So it's immaterial, isn't it? Are you the one calling Colby up and then posting on Hot Copper, man? <laughs> That seems like a wolf emo. Dude, have I, you called I've them? My le- no, I've learned my lesson. Any any mongrel dumb enough to talk to a retail investor <laughs> is dumb. So I'm like, they're not really worth the fact. It's almost like if they pick up the phone, it's Schrodinger's box, man. Like if you call them and they answer, you're like, fuck, you have to sell. Like I've the, got to sell. Yeah. <laughs> if, 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 if he's, he's like, hang on, mate, just wait. I've just got to go outside. I'm in a meeting. I'll yeah, have a chat yeah. to you. Oh, I'm and a family dinner, to- but hold on a second. I'll just go to the other room. Now the kids hold are that, around. Hold on, I'll just go to the other room. What's that? Oh, you're greedy and you want to get rich like all the other piggies. <laughs> oh, you're going to get very rich. You'll be in the sky having fucking turnips. And whatever you want, piggy boy, it's going to be very, very rich for everyone. All they do is sell, all people ever do is feed greed, uh, greed and fear. That's it. That's what a CEO does. Did you ever get Silvio on the phone? Nah, Silvio is the real he's deal. He's legit. He not, <laughs> he's the guy. He wouldn't touch a fucking, what, he's going to talk to a pleb? <laughs> this is what he'd yell. The secretary goes, Silvio, will you talk to him? And he goes, tell the cunt to sell. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> he goes, hey, I just want to know what's going on with the biological license. Is it going to go through? 
Tell them to fuck off and sell. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> we don't really want to get, what are you going to get, a, a, a spoiler for your car with your profit? You're a fucking pleb. <laughs> fuck off. When does the halt stop for TPD? When's it back? Tomorrow, I reckon. Tomorrow. How's the timing, the, the alchemy, uh, the, the, the serendipity of life? Because nothing's <laughs> happened for six months. I've lain in a back room. Miso now, t- tomorrow we'll go into suspension. Mm. Talon will be taken over. And Hazia, Hazar has done a cap raise and supposedly the heat exchange work. These are three non-related projects. Yeah. But, of course... I'm then flying to Sydney for a gig. Dude, doing it's, my li- podcast. it's lining up like a game of checkers, man. It's like you've finally, so they've moved and you've realised you can go check, check, check and, and no, but you get know all what, three you know of what's them at once. Me? What's killed me is my dream to do this pod. It's meant that I haven't leveraged because I've got more. I wanted to put in another like 60, 80. I want to fucking go heavy and hazard. The only question is whether I bother or if I, I don't, I'm a bit more laid back now because I can just CFD the difference. So mm. I'm like, I could put a hundred grand into into Hazar, or I can just wait, have a coffee, do the pod, put twenty in, and still achieve a hundred using a highly leveraged contract <laughs> difference. So, so I'm like, I'll get the train rid of the fuck I want. I'll use five x leverage and make up the difference. So I'm going to get a bacon batty and have a coffee. And I'll trade whenever the fuck I want, just using massive margins. It's up twenty percent today, but like it's still the ASX, man. Like, like, is it? You know, is it? If it climbs, if it climbs into the 40 percent gain territory, like that's unheard of. You know, that's cra- That's market manipulation on the ASX. Dude, it's it's like it's like that. The ASX is the equivalent. It's like uh, watching the Logies last night. Do you know? What I mean, it's like a high school ball where everyone's playing adult. They're all wearing fucking little. Pocket squares, the night of nights. And I'm like, amateur hour. There are a lot of them on the train. I see Michael Hing, he's at a food court getting a kebab. And then it's the night of nights. And they're on a they're on a red carpet in the back of a, a super supermarket at Westfields. Night of nights. And you can see them. Oh, Sonia Kruger, tell us what you've been up to this year. She's done nothing. She's produced some awful content, unwatchable garbage. <laughs> There's nothing on TV worth fucking seeing. The night of nights. And then little Koshi got a roasting. <laughs> Koshi got a roasting. The weather guy. A guy that's in a $14 million house in Mosman probably for being a weather girl. <laughs> he, he pretty much just reads uh, teleprompts and points out that the stock market, ASX up, up one half a percent. Do you know what I love the most? Is seeing the finance commentary on ASX. Mm. Oh, and then a doozy for BHP. It's down 0.001. <laughs> very of, and then they'll, Akashi, very interesting day. A big sell off on the banks. I'm like, it's it's a, meaning, a meaningless title shift, you fucking muppet. <coughs> He's acting, oh, a lot of excitement for investors today. CSL up point half of a percent with the biotech showing great strength. I'm like, literally commenting on the, the movement's on the top of water. <laughs> Nothing's happening, cunt. There's no, there's not, he's getting visceral reactions looking at a fish tank that's not even fucking moving. He's acting like, wow, licking his lips. We made big profits in the banks today. I'm like, nothing's fucking moved for t- 10 years, cunt. There are only a few days that you actually react. And one is when you CFD your way into a 10X <laughs> and make some good money and you certainly don't, 
Caller, half a percent dip and broad sell-off across the market. Panic swoops through as the RBA update, half a percent. I'm like, nothing's happening. Get over it, Koshi, you dumbass. You should have done a finance degree, hey? Did this guy, is he even qualified? Fuck me. <laughs> Koshi probably can't even do his own tax return. He probably goes to Westfield and does it in a shopping mall while he's getting a haircut. It's ridiculous. He's giving financial commentary. What a... Talk about a fish out of water. This guy is so out of his depth. I would love to interact with him and talk about anything with him and see how dumb he is. MSB is doing some real... Uh, it's it's really just floating along, man. Like, it's not it's not trading up, which is... It's, it's uh, Wednesday that they... It's supposed to come back with news. You right? know what? It, you know what MSB feels like uh, a quivering dog at the pound, about to get its final uh, death sentence. Yeah, as, uh, euthanized. It's there, shivering. Its owners are stroking it. It's like, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy? And it's about to get the needle in the back of its spine and put into a pit. It's fucking, or it might yap for a bit. It's very much by bi- uh, binary outcome. It's make or break coming up. Yeah, it's a repeat, right? It's a complete repeat. But like last time, was it De- was it December of twenty twenty? Was that the last one? It- yeah, it's around there, maybe September. But because uh, uh, September- it, it had a it, in August September last year, it, like it, it took a it took a big dippy, but then it took a well, way did, bigger dippy. You know what I've realized December. is I can just make the money on Talon. I'll get a double on strike. Do his there. I and I what I realized is um. I only need enough money to stop being humiliated. So I'm not trying to I, – I, I'm sick of giving the plebs the, the win. So I'm like, I won't even – I'll go in marginally on that and then buy on open. But what's most important to me is having more money than my family and friends. Yeah. So the idea of getting helicopters and stuff, I don't need it anymore. I just need to know that I can um, show people my phone screen and have more money than them. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only joking. But it's like last time last time it was coming up to this exact the exact same situation that we're in now. It was, you know, it was trading up in the days before. It was looking promising. It was there was sentiment. It's actually trading way more like it's going to get approved because the the shorts are heavily exposed and they're panic exiting and the, the best thing they can do is insinuate that the, the info's leaked and give the, the idea to dumb mums and dads oh, ha, ha, who have been burnt before. Mm. But also people, what, once bitten, twice shy, like the, the FOMO's not there this time because no. a lot of people work at supermarkets now because they lost their life savings yeah. for the last punt. Yeah, yeah. And then they're also, they've saved up enough to get a small duplex in Inaloo and they're, they're not really willing to risk it anymore because they're like, you know what? It was very annoying getting the bus for two years because I wanted a helicopter. I'm like, it's really not worth it is the big takeaway. Do you know what I mean? I, I really would just like a quiet um, shelter, food and transport. I don't really care that I've got a big bell on the top of the car or it's, oh, it's a big red fast one, is it? I'm like, I would just like to be able to move freely through the populace and eat and also at night not feel messy people near me, you know, in the suburb that I'm living in, that I'm going to get stabbed or I can hear someone rattling at the window because they want to come in and try to get a sandwich from my, my, my kitchen. Do you know what I mean? I just, I just want distance from the real, the bottom dwellers. 
Yeah. But you don't really, I feel like there's actually, that's an interesting thing. The bottom and top dwellers are the, the, the things that you want to avoid. That middle area is probably the best. You don't really want to be around Gina because they're boring as fuck. Mm. And then the poor are obviously dangerous. <laughs> so, do you know what I mean? Yep. Poor people are fucking dangerous. And then uh, rich are equally dangerous and boring. So I'm like, the best, well, ultimately the best is what we've spoken about, a retreat away from everyone. Yeah, 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 live in the woods. Don't rely on anyone but yourself. Woods where you can kill a man and not, it's not even mm-hmm. investigated. Yeah, yeah. Because you're so far away from the populace. A, 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 a backpacker wanders in, you, you can uh, take their pack, whatever, and no one even asks questions. Or I think getting that partial lobotomy done, you know? Just not 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 going in with a uh, like a cake whisk and fucking stirring it all up, but maybe just going in with a little scalpel. The problem is you're real sad. We're gonna have to get in there. We're gonna have to just take a little bit off the top of your frontal cortex, you know, oh, mate, make you a little bit happier. Well, we said it before, like like acupuncture, uh, acupuncture of the mind. Just put a few needles in and turn off some buttons. Yeah, I say it to my boy. I tried to push him in his ear, and it would be interesting to turn his wait, brain off. What? Oh, turn this. <laughs> oh, you tell your kid you're gonna turn his brain off by putting your finger. Yeah, in his I say, ear. I say, I say, I push it. I'll push. The, I'll turn it off. <laughs> and he's like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "If I push hard enough in that ear, I reckon I can turn you off." <laughs> but you know, what, you know what the thing is? I want to, I want to examine Roseanne's head because she had a lot of comedy success and see where she was hit. The scar. I want to match that scar and then go to an expert and go, give me a scar like that. I want the whole thing collapsed on the front. Yeah, I'll I'll lose it all, but I want to make Andrew whatever instead of Roseanne. It's me living with my parents. I've got two kids. We're all on the thing. You're incorrigible, Andrew. I've traded. I'm going to make it all back, Dad. I could do Roseanne, but like a nice fresh version. Two pensioners, two toddlers, and a crazy guy talking about getting rich. (laughs) You know, we got the rug on the back of the lounge suite, and I sit there talking about how it's all a machine, it's all, we're all slaves. People love it. Now, 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 now. But um, I just need to get a head trauma, really. (laughs) Do you know what the thing is? That's the ultimate holiday. What you should really do it should be like the Kentucky tour of the mind. You go into a clinic and they just bash the frontal lobe and you go, hey, you've got two options. You could do an all-expensive club med trip in Thailand or we could just bash the fucking sense out of you and you can have a real break, like we were saying. You know how the, like the extreme uh, epilepsy treatment that they've done yeah. before is uh, like bisecting the brain completely like the left yeah. hemisphere and the right hemisphere yeah, yeah. and then the they can look at a picture of something and tell you what it is but they're not able to write it down and vice versa yeah 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 because yeah. It, it, it disconnects everything man maybe maybe it's that man maybe having maybe bisecting the two hemispheres of the brain so like during during the afternoon the left side can have a little sleep oh dude this is what i was saying because i was talking to at um my niece's thing to one of the older guys and he goes he's got um Alzheimer's now, and I'm like, you're so lucky. A fresh start. Everything's fresh for you now. I said, it's my dream to, to live long enough to forget what's happened to me. And he's like, what are you talking about? I'm like, you're forgetting all the past. I said, it's fucking, it's like a hard reset, like formatting a computer. You're out, you see flowers, it's exciting for you because you don't even know what they are. 
You're like, what the fuck are these smelly things? They're everywhere, <laughs> these coloured smelly things. I'm like the joy of a child to taste cake for the first time again. Oh, a donut, it's so good. I'm sick of the donuts. I'm like, Alzheimer's, dementia, you've got dementia, you're the luckiest person ever. <laughs> the, the joy of your first bath every day. The joy of that first kiss. Well, you're not, no one's going to be kissing a fucking brain dead, but whatever, you know what I mean? <laughs> Can you imagine? You forget all your trauma. You're like, I don't know why my daughter, I don't know why my daughter's so angry with me. And it's because you let her down as a father, but you don't remember that now. <laughs> I can't believe I made you. You're gorgeous. God, you're angry, but you're gorgeous. And you're a clever girl. And you're like, do you not remember that you abandoned us to do comedy <laughs> in LA when I was one month old? I'm like, all I know is I'm overwhelmed knowing that I created someone like you. You're fucking good on me. Good on me. I brought you in the world. I'm a bloody champion. I'm off to smell a flower. <laughs> Who's this person who has Alzheimer's? Dude, he quite enjoyed it. He, it was um, my in-law's father and he's like, yeah, with the Alzheimer's, it's hitting. And he couldn't see my elation. I, I think... I think um, I think he's used to people saying, look, I'm sorry for your loss and I hope you can deal with it. I'm ecstatic, going, you lucky prick. Jesus Christ, give me some of that, mate. I want what you're drinking. Give me some of that Kool-Aid. I mean, he must not be far through it, right? Like, this is going to be pretty early in the Alzheimer's journey. Oh, dude, Alzheimer's is basically the ultimate holiday. Yeah, it's a flush, man. You get to, you get to go back through. It's, it is like time travel. Like, you, yeah. you wake up one day and you're like, oh, I'm 60 again. This is great. My kids oh, are coming dude. around for dinner. It's Sunday roast and the only, the only thing that ruins it is everyone's life who you wrecked. And you're like, I don't know why everyone's so angry <laughs> with me. <laughs> I'm a great guy. And then you're in your 50s and you're like, oh, man, I retired last week. This is perfect. In your 40s, dude, you, you're like, oh, yeah, I've started, my business is going well. I quit my yeah. job. And then your 30s, it's, oh, that's it's beautiful. You just got married. Oh, 30s, 30s now, you've forgotten about... You've forgotten about how you cheated, uh, cheated on your ex-wife. You've forgotten that how you 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 gambled on me, so lost the money, or you know what I mean. You've forgotten fraud. <laughs> I don't know why I made it seem like me. None of that happened. But I was saying to you, like, um, you forget it all. You forget that you you committed corporate fraud and went to jail. Yeah, you just you're just living the best weeks of each decade. In reverse. It's all potential. Benjamin buttoning your way back into the grave, <laughs> dude. And eventually you're 19. And you're like, you know what? I think I'm going to become an astronaut when I'm older. <laughs> I'd never go into the law. And you're like, that's weird because you went in the law and it did not work out. And you're like, I'm going to be an astronaut, daddy. Up until the point where it starts getting scary, it's probably all right, you know? Like, oh, is it scary? The, is at, it the, scary? At, the, at the end, it's pretty scary. It's At the end, it's a lot of like, where am I? Who am I? What's going on? I'm, I'm 12 years old, but I look, I look crazy when I look in the mirror. There's oh, another man mate. staring at me. That's not good. Dude, that, that is just sounds like someone that, that takes mushrooms and tries to fight it. You've got to lean in. <laughs> you're on acid and you resist it. Of course you're going to have a bad thing. The paranoia is going to sit in. You need to fucking lean into the experience. I'm like, you brought this on yourself. You're overthinking the drug. Just fucking <laughs> lean in. And just have something in your thing. You know, something in your hand. I don't know. A flower that you ripped off. Just to remind you that you're in the moment. You're in the present. I think... Resetting as well, it's, it's, it's called cleaning up after yourself because you, you don't leave a, a hard drive filled with fucking chaff 
and horrible YouTube videos and photos, you're deleting. You you hard wipe it and then you fuck off. You're yeah. in there leaving memories, crying. Then you've got emotion when you leave. There's nothing better than forgetting your own family. <laughs> and then you don't even have to say goodbye. <laughs> Do you not think? Yeah, man. Dude, that's what I'm saying. It's perfect. Every It's the best bit of every decade. And then it's a little bit scary at the end. And then you're gone. It's done. I, I think it's it's not scary if you if you uh, if you're amongst other people like that. No, no, I think it's I think it's just scary. It's not scary for any external reason. I think it's just scary because you get to the point where you've forgotten everything. You're not waking up thinking, I'm 19, I'm going to the concert tonight, it's going to be a great weekend. No, the issue is they try to pull them back into the matrix and make them back working for Rio Tinto. If they're a room full of other people going, and you go, I don't know where I am, and they're like, I don't know where I am either, then you would bond over that and just create a a little mini culture, (laughs) a microcosm of society. Everyone going, what the fuck's that? That black thing on the walls. Ah, what's black? Do you know what I mean? You could all, you could all like rediscover life together. It's because you have a stupid caretaker in there going, Donald Trump was voted in. No, last the care- year. I don't think the caretaker does that, man. I think they just kind of go until it's dangerous. They just nod and agree because it's easier to, to not to not freak them out. Just treat them in a fun way. You've got a smoke machine, a bubble machine. You just pump that in the room. Imagine a bubble machine. They, I don't know where I am, and then you just turn on the bubbles and some multicolored lighting. And they can just dance like they're high on acid. Do you know I what think, I mean? Yeah, I think there are moments where it's like, it's not bad. It's pretty good. It's just, you know, like, oh, this is, um, I don't know what's going on, but I'm, eat, but I'm having an ice cream. The ice cream is nice. It's just that immediately after the ice cream, you're like, whoa, but where am I now? Like, it's, it starts all over again. It, it, but it flashes in between, right? It's, it's in between, like, here's, here's a pudding. This is no, nice. No, you're right. You're right. Once it's, so, <laughs> once it's so sketchy that you're basically just eating continual tubs of ice cream and not remembering, yeah, yeah, then that's yeah, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have a bowl of ice cream and you don't remember the ice cream. Yeah. That's too compact. <laughs> that, exactly. It, it's, it, it's going too quick. It's, uh, it's resetting too quickly. That's when you push... Push that pillow a little bit harder down and tuck them in. <laughs> and you go, you'll be all right. You won't remember this. You certainly but, won't what, be able yeah, to. Yeah, but, but in between ice creams, you can't have ice cream all the time because they only bring it around twice a day, right? But you yeah. forget all the bits where you don't have ice cream. So well, it's, it's redundant anyway. Well, who cares? Like, it's just you're living in five-minute increments. It's not like the last five-minute increment matters. Dude, it's a bit like this because we went to Cavendish wildlife park where all the tourists go mm. and I'd taken my kids when they were younger and they don't remember it so it's a t- total waste of time <laughs> the first trip I'm like you were you fucking telling me you don't remember this yeah. as I said in the earlier part I should have just kept them in a the cupboard total fucking waste of time I went in there and bought the ice you know what's so fun at those uh, wildlife but wait, parks wait, wait, wait. Is- you know what's good about that though is that you can go back and uh you can you can look look at the receipts and the bank balance and go back ten years and you can figure out okay what what traumatic in, uh, events do they not remember based on well they don't remember the zoo oh, so yeah, they're yeah, not yeah, going to remember me screaming and punching that hole in the wall. Do you know what's so fun is I get such good laugh. Um, they're people in the cages with the koalas and just doing gags like look that fatter one's got a hat on <laughs> such a big laugh. <laughs> Such a big laugh to my kid. Look at that dumb koala. And the guy's like hearing me. My boys are howling. I'm like, wow, that one's got clothes on. And he's a fat guy with a beard. Wow, fuck, we burn him. And my boys were pointing and laughing, killing it. He eventually had to laugh. 
because I got such a good, I got such a thing continually pointing to, the, look, there's an employee. You, you know what I mean? That one's called employee. Do you know, and just uh, undermining them. But uh, you can get such good gags. My younger, my nun, younger nephew picked one up, a kangaroo. Picked up a kangaroo. He did not like that. <laughs> he got in a, he got a, under the arms and then lifted them up. <laughs> the thing was fucking terrifying. <laughs> Do you know what the thing is? You feel so bad, all their ears are rubbed raw. Do you know, like, like they're like leather because they've been just padded nonstop. They're treated like vending machines. I wouldn't let my kids feed them. I'm like, this is, you know what I mean? There's just pellet after pellet. The, and the, the best, the worst part is the kangaroos don't open their eyes. I've seen ones at the golf course. These ones are just trying to dissociate. They're like, please not, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> They're lying there with sort of Middle Eastern people, just podding and poking them, pulling their mouths over and shoving pellets in. And the kangaroo's got its eyes shut, just trying to make, make it stop. I hope this isn't real. And I looked at the ears and they've got all scabs from being touched so much. You know when you just keep touching something and eventually... Is it from... Really? Because I've, I've never, like... I've never touched a zoo kangaroo. You know, I've, like, fed them and oh, then dude, stay the fuck away. These, one, these ones are op- in an open petting thing. Mm. And I'm like... I, my boys d- didn't touch them because I'm like, dude, they don't want to be touched. They don't give a fuck about humans. They don't want to be fed. Mm. But uh, the other... The tourists loving it because they're in the Disney movie thinking that the, kid, uh, yeah. the animals like it. It's fucking despicable. But obviously you have to fill your days. So we go along there and uh, support that monstrosity. Whatever, something to do. $60 to go in and fucking defile a native animal. Whatever, disgusting really. It's a weird one to put into a, uh, into a zoo situation because there are too many kangaroos as it is. It's not like a conservation yeah. thing. It's just a, it's just a little like parading them around for the Dude, tourists. you know what I love so much is they're all smiling and going, it's so good. There's, uh, there's some American chick. Isn't it so cute? There's a touching area where there's hundreds of kangaroos and then there's a, a wooden ring and goes, please don't come in this area um, because uh, this is where the kangaroos come to to have a break. Yeah. And pretty much 98% of them in there, only, there's not enough room for all of them. They're just packed on each other <laughs> like they're in the Holocaust in a gas chamber. They're lying in there and then they're still sort of Middle Eastern women sort of poking through under the cage. But there's three of them that have spilled out of this thing and I'm like, if that doesn't tell you what's going on here, I don't know what is. Every animal has, has they're not aware of it. It's just wooden slats, yeah. you know, like a, a little a gate that you can get under. Mm. And that the fact that 98% of the population spends their entire life in that region might tell you that they're not enjoying the experience of your photo <laughs> and your touching moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Why? Because I mean, why would you? What a, what a horrible time. And, and I, I was saying to my boys in the car, I'm pretty sure the pellets are just like nominal. There's nothing in them. Because I said they'd get so fat. I said, these must just be like paper or cardboard. Like you can't be actually having my, – my boy – like I was like, there can't be nutrients. My, my boy pointed this out. He's clever. He said, there'll be no vitamins, no minerals in that. Not <laughs> overdose. But you know, what, you know what I said? I'd feed them banana ice cream, something different. No one's ever given them a fucking Mars bar. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It mix up their – give them some variety. When I buy – you know, some Mars bars and we, we, you know, give them a break from the monotony of these fucking pellets. Uh, do, you th- do you think they would enjoy that, man? Like, or do you think it would just, it would be nothing? I think it's just nothing. If they were conscious enough, what they'd really enjoy is to be hot-shotted with heroin and overdose. Yeah. They get the fuck Dude, out that's of probably it. what's in the pellets, man. It's just a very small amount of... 
benzodiazepine, like some kind of tranquilizing uh, medication, oh, and they have them, and it just keeps them keep helps them get through the day. You should have seen the snake handler just standing there with a constant smile. And um, I was like, it should have just been a cardboard cutout. Like he's just standing there holding it. And then there was one with a wombat. And I was like, hey, boys, ask the world's most disappointing Santa Claus. He was sitting there with a big bed. And I asked what, ask him for a bike. I'm like, this is poor man Santa. And he's sitting there, jump on his lap and tell Santa what you want. And uh, it's so good um, just being so obnoxious as to treat people as like entertainment for you. Like they're just uh, non-playable characters. You can just get massive gags at the expense as if they're not a human being. <laughs> the riffs I was getting with my boys, just total disregard for the human being under the employee 7-7. Seven, seven. Who gives a fuck? Let's get a good gag out with the boys. We're laughing, prodding him, poking, we're having a laugh. What was the best animal at the zoo? I think the, the woman that sort of took our ticket money. <laughs> Because <laughs> we've got good ones here, man. We've got polar bears and uh, at SeaWorld, you know. They've got, they got their own little Arctic region. Dude, do you know what the thing is I was thinking about it is why do we walk around, put them on a fucking travelator? Like it should be like they do it in aquariums where we move around. I'm like, I should either be on something that moves me. I'm not fucking walking <laughs> that far. Or put all the animals that... On a sushi train and have them fucking come round to me. What the fuck? I want to be sitting in my car and just have them go the front, past my front windscreen, and then we can toot at it. Toot toot. Wombat coming up, boys. Toot toot. Turn down Shakira. Turn down Shakira. We turn down the radio and go. You're a fucking useless wombat. You fuck. Toot. As we have eat cheeseburgers in our in our car. Should be like a drive-through. Do they have any of the good ones? Do they have any of the was it big six or whatever? Ah uh, man, I must tell you, this was just a, a native Australian one, so they're all just oh, different so sized kangaroos, just, right? So it's all just marsupials. And yeah, you just like oh, that one was put in the wash. I was lying to my kids saying they're all kangaroos. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a little fat kangaroo, and he goes, "No, it's not, Daddy. That's a, a fucking whatever the." A younger one's called. I'm like, they're all kangaroos. It's a branding <laughs> exercise. Grow up. You're telling me that doesn't look like a kangaroo. What are the other ones they're called? A fucking Jimby Rack or some shit? I don't know what any of these names are. I know the, the wombat, the kangaroo, the quokka, the joey for the kangaroos. No, 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 one. but they, there's different size kangaroos that have all got names. It starts as a rat, which is the original kangaroo. Yep. And then, then they lie and say, oh, that middle one. I forget what I, I need Google to look it up because I've never bothered, I don't bother with their branding. I thought it was just red and grey, to be honest with you. No, no, but they're smaller things with the exact same tails that have their own brand. It's like uh, Kia, you know how um, Kia will have like the top of the line range and then the cheaper car, but it's still got the label. But they'll say, "Oh, this is the Rendezvous, and that's the Rondero." I'm like they—they're all the same engine. Yeah, but so, but like, but they're not kangaroos. Is it a wallaby? There's wallaby. Wallaby. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. What's it? Look, look up a wallaby. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you've got the fraud, fraud kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Poor man's kangaroo. They've got a lot of. We name. Why would? How's that? We we name our rugby team after the wallabies. <laughs> oh man, there's so many, dude. There are so many wallabies. There are so dude, many you know wallabies. I'm, 
the Agile Wallaby, the Black Striped Wallaby, the Palmer Wallaby, Rednecked Wallaby, Tama Wallaby, Western Brush Wallaby. I would like to make a piece of art where it's a kangaroo in a rat trap that's been caught. Do you know what I mean? Like to prove my point. Do you know like you've got a big bit of cheese and then you've got a big rat trap waiting for it and you're like, come on, it's branding, they're all rodents, fuck <laughs> off. It's right, a tourist right, trap. Because right. they're all rodents, sure. <laughs> Dude, I might have to go in a sec because I've got to check my shares for 10 minutes. Yeah, yeah, we'll take we'll take a little break and then we'll come back and do some And more. any, if you know, we've got to put this in there. We'll be moving across to the Patreon. If any of you 20 would like to follow, <laughs> follow your host. Our 11, Into the dark tunnel. Our 11 engaged listeners will be now switching over to the patron exclusive episode. Hello, hello, guys. If you could now follow me into the, the deeper corridor, we'll be showing you some of uh, the horrors of the London Tower. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. we have the, bi- the bigger wallabies uh, through this door, through the patron door. Oh, there's the magical super wallaby. Hey, the, <laughs> the mythical wallaby. Oh, uh, dude! I, I, you know what I love the most was about quackers. Total yeah. shittery. Quackers. It's the only place you can get them. I went to Cape Town, saw the exact same animal. They just hadn't <laughs> named it. Just a scruffy piece of shit bouncing around. I'm like, what the fuck's a quacker doing there? They're, it's called a jimba jack. We've done it on the podcast. Quackers before. are the small, the small, cute ones, right? Yeah, but uh, there's something called a, a. I'll look it up and I'll put it on the Patreon if anyone's interested in hearing about it. <laughs> Yeah, it's like one of the um, uh, one of the tigers or the, no, I think one of the lions that uh, went extinct uh, in the nineteenth century, and it was one of the ones that they would take to the Colosseum, and then gladiators would kill him for sport and uh, and and. Oh, and it was rotten. a weaker, a weaker, weaker lion. Well, a subspecies. Well, no, this is the thing: is that it it, it was not a weaker one. It was, just, but it was named differently, and then eventually they were like, ah. Oh, yeah, we looked into it a bit more, and they're basic. It's exactly the same, almost. There's really no way to tell them apart from regular lines. Oh, <laughs> they're mate. just real. They're very similar. They're just from a different part yeah. of a different country. And this is what I get to. It's all like what you do with employees. They should all be called humans. Human one, human fifty. Do you know what I mean? Don't pretend everyone's individual personalities. <laughs> You're all here to do slavery. Just get on with it. And help drive the alien so we can get gold out. Yep. Whatever Rogan says. We're gonna get we're here to get gold. We're mining profit gold. Margin is gonna be higher than ever. And I can't wait to tell you all about how much money the company made. You'll see it. Do, I'm, I'm pulling up with a new BMW. Do you do you understand that like I um now that I found contracts for difference, I don't have to do binary trades? Unbelievable. What do you mean? What do you mean you don't have to do binary trades anymore? I don't really well, know what I it changes it because you were already margin. Uh, no, margin because I, I could only margin on certain stocks. And what the problem was, my capital base after that folly was so small that I had to play high risk poker because I'm like, it's irrelevant. It's not material. Oh, you made 30 grand. Who cares? Mm. 30 grand can't even, you know what I mean? Mm. But now 30 grand can be um, 120. So my trading's back. I'm bulletproof. The whole bipolar, <laughs> everything's gone from Nedlands on. It's an illusion. I've got the numbers again because I can trade with the numbers that I had before that big faux pas. Mm. Well, the thing is with a large enough margin, right, If the, mar- the a higher margin is better because the potential downside 
is only 30 grand, right? Like you can only go yeah. so far. You go to zero and then you liquidate. Yeah. But the potential upside with a high enough margin is, is infinite. It's infinite upside. You know what that makes it so infinite? Is when you do what I did, which is ratcheting it up. So every day it ticks up, you push it to the exact maximum exposure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they go, you've got now got, you've got an extra 100 grand equity and you're like, not anymore. That's going straight <laughs> into the pot. We're going to keep this this vehicle right on break point the whole way to a trillion dollars. The whole time, just in a fifth gear. <laughs> we're going to get to a trillion dollars. And then when we hit a trillion dollars, we're going to get through the stratosphere and then I'll shut down the whole program. <laughs> I'll turn the simulation off. I'm like, he's made money irrelevant. He's had one, 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 one gigabyte and it just shakes and I'm going simulation off over Leveraging your home Margin personal loans Hedged by put contracts Holding 